Hi, this is Ben Lowell, and thanks for joining us at Back to the Bible Canada. Today, we'll be hearing our final message from guest speaker, Pastor Rob Goddard. And we've been so blessed to have him teach us this week on the doctrine of grace so essential for all of us as followers of Jesus. Today, Pastor Rob wraps up this series, Amazing Grace, More Than I'd Imagined, from the text in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. So let's dig deep to discover a lesson called Grace is for Sacrifice. What a privilege it has been for me to be here with you at Back to the Bible Canada and to be able to open God's Word and see so many rich things in there about the amazing grace of God more than I ever imagined. Today we're going to look at what it means to live a life of commitment, of sacrifice based on the grace of God, and it's super important for us to understand the order of that. I heard when I was in Bible college that we no longer live in a world that understands what commitment is. I actually don't think that's true. I have children who play high-level sport. In fact, my son Ben was in provincials this year for baseball and did very well. And what we discover there is that parents will almost do anything to get their kids to baseball. And quite often we are playing four or five or sometimes even six times a week. It's not a lack of commitment that our world is experiencing or even our churches, but rather a lack of commitment in the right areas, in those places that are most important. My goal has been to see with you from God's Word how we as Christians can experience the abundant life that God wants us to experience, that we can have the joy and the passion and the obedience that He desires, the abundant life that He promises that we would be authentic and filled with the Holy Spirit in everything we do. Understanding and experiencing grace is foundational for that, and it's also foundational for making the choices that will be needed to be made to live lives that matter in the world around us, but not of the world around us. I have long been impressed by those willing to give their lives for Jesus, to live for Him and be ready to die for Him. One winter when the Roman Emperor Licinius was persecuting the Christians, his thundering legion was stationed at Sebaste. Because 40 men in that company had declared themselves believers, they were sentenced to spend the night naked on a frozen pool. A large fire was kindled in a house nearby, and food and a warm bath were prepared for any who would renounce their faith. As daylight faded, 40 warriors continued to resist in spite of the bitter cold, some walking quickly to and fro, some already sleeping that sleep which ends in death, and some standing lost in prayer. Those words arose to heaven, O Lord, 40 wrestlers have come forth to fight for thee. Grant that 40 wrestlers may gain the victory. Finally, one of them could endure the suffering no longer, and he left the others and went into the house where Sempronius and his men were on guard. But still the petition went up from those able to speak, barely a whisper, O Lord, 40 wrestlers have come forth to fight for thee. Grant that 40 wrestlers may gain the victory. And their prayer was answered, and Sempronius, the centurion, was so touched by his comrades' bravery and the Holy Spirit moved upon his heart. He declared himself a follower of Jesus, and he went on to that frozen pond and took the place of the one defector. And when the long night was over, 40 glorious spirits 
Sempronius among them, had entered into the presence of Christ, willing to die for him. What drives such courage and such sacrifice? What causes people to live and be ready to die for the glory of their God? Polycarp was bishop at Smyrna and a godly man. He had known the Apostle John personally. When he was urged by the Roman proconsul to renounce Christ, Polycarp said, Eighty and six years I have served him, and he never did me any injury. How then can I blaspheme my king and my savior? The answer came back, I have respect for your age. Simply say away with the atheists and be set free. Polycarp pointed to the pagan crowd and said, away with the atheists. And he was burned at the stake and gave a joyful testimony of his faith in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we ask the question, are you willing to die for Jesus? And those who are truly committed to him will almost always answer yes, although some a little more carefully, but probably in Canada will never be asked that question sincerely. And so really the question for us that we must answer is, are we willing to live for him? Are we willing to be living sacrifices? The Bible calls for this, and it's exciting to me that in the context of this great call for all-in Christian living, it's in the context of grace. If you have your Bibles close by, please grab them and look at Romans 12, verses 1 to 2, a powerful passage, really a life-changing passage. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is a call to living for Jesus with all that we have and all that we are. This is a call for radical love, radical living, living according to the standards that God has laid out so powerfully in his word. And the context of this call is extremely important for us to understand how we can carry out this call. The, the context of the call is probably the whole book of Romans, but you should never read Romans 12, 1 and 2 without also reading Romans 11, 33 to 36. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor, who has given to him that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever, amen. And in that context, in view of God's mercy, in view of who God is and what God has offered us, Romans 12, 1 to 2 says that those who follow him when they understand the love of God will then offer their lives to be lived in love for his glory. That precious hymn has it so right when it says, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. That's the pathway of the Christian. So today I want to walk with you through this passage in light and in the context of the amazing grace of God more than we imagine and understand what he desires from us. We know first that it's an all-in offering. 
In verse 1, we see that we're to be living sacrifices. Now, you might say that's obvious, but in the context of modern living, very few people give their lives to Jesus in this way anymore. It's talking about radical 100% commitment, being driven and defined by our relationship with Jesus. The Greek word for offer here is a technical term that is used for the ritual presentation of a sacrifice. Your bodies offer your bodies. Here signifies all that I am, all that I have. In other words, in view of God's amazing grace, in in view of what we've discussed all this week, and in view of his marvelous mercy, we're to offer our bodies as sacrifices. Now, if you're not grasping here yet what this word sacrifice means, it's It's in light of the Old Testament sacrificial system where the bodies of those being sacrificed now, talking about animals, were totally consumed. If you now get the picture, close your eyes and imagine yourself in this sort of situation. You see the animal as it is being led to the slaughter. You smell it as it is consumed by fire. All in. Nothing left behind. This this is what makes sense when we understand the grace of God and respond to it. It's for all believers. It's radical commitment to Jesus. Now, the text here calls for a decisive once-for-all commitment that is followed by a life that is one of constant reaffirmation of this commitment to Jesus, the Messiah. It's kind of like a wedding vow saying to God, I'll forsake all others to exclusively and passionately follow you. The text goes on to describe it in three powerful ways. It's holy basically means set apart for God. In other words, not only does holiness talk about purity, but it talks about being different, being set apart, or in this context, dedicated for whatever God so chooses to use us for. It's pleasing to God. In other words, it makes God happy. This kind of choice, this kind of all-in commitment. And then thirdly, it's described as our spiritual act of worship. This is a word that is translated reasonable or logicus. It, It can mean... It just makes sense. It's according to reason. In fact, there's much discussion on this passage in light of this, but offering our bodies is our act of worship. Worship, the way God wants to be worshipped, impacts all that I am and all that I have all of the time for His glory. The Bible teaches this is an all-in offering. We are saved by grace. We are called to live a life of disciplined devotion to Him. But we must understand that this means our entire life is to be one of ultimate sacrifice for Christ. This is radical, for he demands we give up everything. That includes our will, our passions, our minds. It is no small thing. When we come back, Pastor Rob will show us how grace enables us to live this radical life for Christ. Thanks for listening. We will tell the next generation. That sums up the heartbeat of our mission to proclaim God's Word so that we might ignite spiritual revival in our land. If you share this vision with us, I want to personally invite you to consider joining our Partner to Tell campaign. Today, you can become one of our monthly partners and help sustain this ministry. We're looking for 100 new partners in 2015, and so far, well, we've reached almost 80% of our goal. Would you become that one today and help us to get to 100? For more information, visit backtothebible.ca or call us at 1-800-663-2425. Now let's wrap up the series on grace with Pastor Rob Goddard. 
God's grace is amazing, more than I imagined. Not only do I get freedom in Christ, forgiven fully, no condemnation for those who are in Him, I'm now on fire for His glory. I've experienced His love, and His love compels me, as 2 Corinthians 5, 14 so richly puts on display. I'm an all-in offering. That means I offer Him all that I am and all that I have, but it doesn't end there in this text. It's more practical than that. It's not just that decision to live for His glory, but it's, it's also all-in living. It changes not only that commitment to Him that is now fully and all-in, it, it also changes how I live. Now, Ken Davis, a church historian, once stated that the church is going to hell on the coattails of the world. That really disturbed me, and so I did some research on it and, in fact, talked to James Houston, a professor out at Regent, and he agreed and, in fact, said from his historical studies, the church usually follows the world by about 10 years. Now, depending on which church you attend, you might find it significantly more than that, but the heartbreak of this is God wants us to be like the Word and not like the world. Romans 12, 1 to 2, in the context of grace, is the phenomenal solution for that. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God or by the grace of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We've covered that. We're to be an offering, and now it gets very practical. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Here's the pathway of those who have decided they are willing to respond to the grace of God and be all in as offerings for Him. We're not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Basically, this is saying, don't think like the world. Don't have the same value system as the world. Don't find pleasure in the same things. Don't, don't be hypnotized by the things of the world. When we study the Bible, we start to understand that how you think shapes how you live. And the Bible wants to make sure that we don't think like the world around us. We don't conform ourselves to the pattern of the world. If we wanted to use Ken Davis's words, we would say, oh, church, oh, Christian, wake up and don't follow the coattails of the world to hell. And then the text says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Basically, this is saying, learn to think with God's thoughts, learn to see with God's eyes, become centered on Him and allow all that we say and all that we do to be that which honors Him. Elsewhere in the Bible, it's defined as taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. Okay, let's get very practical. If God wants us to think Christianly about all things, if we desire to be fully committed to Him, all in offerings, now this all in living, there are small choices we must make so that we can keep the big choice we have made. If we want to be those who are fully devoted to Jesus, we need to make sure that our small decisions are impacting our larger decisions. Every now and then I decide to go on a diet and I decided a few days to go on a diet and was doing very well. I had a good breakfast, a good lunch, a decent supper and 
My wife had bought some ice cream that I liked, and so I went and got a big bowl of ice cream and sat down to interact with my family. I'd made the big decision, it's time to lose weight, but the small decisions were not coming along with them. I was following the old pattern of my life, and I'm thankful that my son had a bowl of ice cream that he took from me that night. You know, it's interesting, when Olympic athletes go for gold medals, it's, it's not just the big decision, I, I want to be a great athlete, it's how they eat, how they sleep, how they, how they exercise, all that they want to do is impacted by all that they do in the little decisions. My wife was a national level swimmer many, many years ago, and we were living in Calgary at the time, and I love Peter's Hamburgers. Great place to go if you're in Calgary. And I wanted to take her there, and her coach said no. The reason being, if you make those little decisions, you won't be able to have an impact in the big decision you've made. See, there's something far more profound than any gold medal or any diet or any national level swimming could accomplish. It's pursuing this will of God for His glory with our lives. You see, we need to, if we're impacted by the grace of God, not only rejoice in our conversion, not only delight in our transformation that He's made us His work of art, not only learn in the school of grace, but now as we make this commitment to God, God, I want you to take my life. I want you to use my life for your glory. I am yours. I am fully devoted to you. And that is a must commitment for followers of Jesus in the context of His grace. We also must make the smaller decisions. I'm going to drop how the world thinks. I'm not going to be trained by the world. I'm going to be trained by the Word. This is very impacting. See, we live in a culture that is drifting further and further away from what the Bible teaches about marriage, about work, about sex, about integrity, about cheating on exams at school, and this list could go on and on and on. We live in a world that no longer believes in absolute truth and This belief system is changing all sorts of things around us. So how do we stand firm in it? Well, we're all in. We're fully devoted to Jesus. And then we allow the word, not the world, to train us to be Christ-centered and not self-centered. To define good the way the Bible defines good and to make sure that we're not feeding our minds with things that teach us subliminally the world's way of thinking but rather washing our minds with the inspired and errant authoritative word of God, going back to the Bible and delighting in his word, his love, his grace, and basking in it. All in. All in offering, all in living, and lastly, we see in this text, all of life for him. You'll notice at the very end of this tremendous verse, you have a a promise that you'll know what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So often as I've been counseling people, they have come to me and said, we just want to know the will of God, and here is the answer. Choose to submit fully to Him. Choose to be all in in terms of living your life as an offering for His glory. Choose to be in the Word, not the world, training your mind, not conformed, but transformed, and then... Delight yourself in what God says is good. You know, if you're satisfied in God, if you're delighting in God, if you're living as a sacrifice for Him, 
then I would say to you, do what you know He wants you to do, and because of your commitment to Him, what you want to do. Live out in obedience to His Word, what you see in life and where His Word is not clear. As a fully devoted follower of His, do what He desires you to do. Do what you want to do. They mesh and are together. God's grace is so amazing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, but I praise God it did not leave me just there. It cleaned me up, moved me forward, taught me how to live, saying no and saying yes, and then in the context of that amazing grace has called me to live my life for Him, every bit of my life, saying, Lord, my life is yours, and today my encouragement to you would be to make this choice and then these choices, this choice. Lord Jesus, I want my life to be a living sacrifice for you and for your glory in all that I say and do, and then these choices. I commit today not to be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but transformed by the renewing of my mind in the context of the grace of God. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we can learn from your word about your love, that we can be transformed by your grace. We pray today as people have listened to this message, meditated on your word, that there be a new rich experience of relationship with you. And that we as your followers, some new, some old, will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. In Jesus' name. Have you grasped His grace today? And are you living in grace towards others and yourself? Well, we've certainly covered a lot of ground today in talking about how grace radically transforms us to live our entire lives for Christ. This is a lifelong journey of ups and downs as we continue to fix our eyes on the mercy and sacrifice of our Savior. We must continually preach the gospel to ourselves every day and allow His Word to renew our hearts and minds. I hope that today's message has deeply encouraged you and that this series has been a blessing in your walk with God. We're never too young or too old to be reminded of what grace means and how it makes us different from the world around us. That concludes this special series from our guest speaker, Pastor Rob Goddard. But be sure to join us again next week as we begin an exciting five-week series on the book of Philippians with Dr. John Newfeld. Back to the Bible Canada, leading you forward in your walk with Jesus every day. As a Bible teaching and engagement ministry, we're wholly committed to helping you unpack the depth and power of God's Word every day. And now that our summer topical series are over, Dr. Neufeld gets deeper into the scriptures with a verse-by-verse study of the book of Philippians. Over the next five weeks, we'll explore the underlying theme of the epistle that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, which was actually the first Christian church of its kind in Europe. This series is called The Fellowship of the Gospel. And it's going to be a great series that goes beyond common discussion about themes like joy or humility. And don't forget that if you've enjoyed this week's series with Pastor Rob Goddard entitled Amazing Grace, More Than I'd Imagined, well, that's available as well on CD for only $10 plus shipping and handling. For more information about the ministry of Back to the Bible, 
or to receive your copy of the Amazing Grace series, call us at 1-800-663-2425. That's 1-800-663-2425 or visit backtothebible.ca.